0: This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Demon Slayer podcast. Today, I'll be your host. Uh, my name is Marion, also known as Microwavy. Uh, and with me today, I have my usual co host. Be lord and Sakaki. Say hello.
0: Hello. Sup, folks?
1: Not much. Uh, And we have a very special episode today because, uh, as you guys may have known, we did record a retrospective on Demon Slayer for Manga Mavericks, but uh, we decided it's time to do our own because, you know, it's been a good, I think over a year, a year and a half, almost two years. I don't know. The concept of time is fuzzy, uh, considering (laughs) what happened in 2020. But, um, with us today, in order to talk about Demon Slayer, we have Chris, uh, also known as T on Twitter, and the host of the WMR uh, Weekly Manga Recap Podcast. Hello! How's it going? Going great. How are you doing? Excellent.
2: I am as good as the current world state will allow
1: me to be in. Okay. <laughs> I respect that. Sometimes, uh sometimes that's just enough yeah you don't want to get too big for your britches because then
2: you start thinking about things and you're like no i'm sad again
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you that's, always, that's yeah, definitely
2: how
1: it goes you don't want to get knocked down a peg. yeah yeah I, I would say tanjiro had enough of that in, in Demon Slayer. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I mean chris uh you host your own uh manga podcast uh do you want to talk about your history with manga in general like how'd you get into it
2: uh, yeah, sure. So I first started reading manga, it probably been about 2005 or so, right when I was like in high school. I had a friend of mine, uh, his name was Frank, who I've talked about on our show uh, a couple times, who, we were both nerds, we watched tsunami and... You know, we we saw anime through there, and it was one of those things of just like, oh, hey, I was at Barnes & Noble's the other day, and they had a manga section. And my friend just picked up a whole bunch of manga all the time and would talk about like, oh, yeah, I've gotten ahead of the anime because I'm reading the manga. And eventually he would just tell me about all the series he would read, and I was like, you know, this sounds pretty interesting. I'll I'll start reading along with it, and that's just how it began i usually would like i'd start borrowing series from him and i think the first series i ever purchased for myself was i want to say beat the vandal buster
0: nice oh yeah
1: (laughs) nice sakaki is pogging out of his mind right now
0: (laughs) yo i love beat so much (laughs)
2: It was it was such a great first series because you're like this is just a video game like it's a hundred percent there's experience points and all this it's it's a hundred percent a video game.
0: I mean they they are the Dragon Quest like manga and writer for die's Adventure oh, so they pretty Ooh. much invented manga manga video game <laughs> like UI and shit so. <laughs> I just learned something. I never
2: I
1: never thought to look into that, but now that you say it, it makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, dude. I, I honestly like beat is a very big uh, void in my experience. I feel like I'm I'm like overdue to check that out. Um, yeah, dude. Like I, I think I read like a good like two volumes. Uh, but I was like borrowing it from my library, and then yeah, at some point I was like, oh yeah, I, I can't get the rest. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna find them. But uh, well, I'll get back into it. Honestly, I think it's a it's a very uh very iconic very influential series i
2: would say yeah and there was there was that period where like before jump was like i think this might even be before jump had an english magazine that just had like Yu yugioh one piece naruto and bleach i think in it or dragon ball like there was a period where it was just like the sort of odd assortment of series that managed to get over and get translated so there was a lot of stuff you just pick up and you'd be like I'll give iShield 21 a try, and you're like, oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever read in my life. This yes. is fantastic. Or, like, you know, you read something else, you're like, oh, this is hot garbage, but I'll continue to read it. You know, a volume comes out once every four months,
1: it'll be fine. Yeah. Honestly, the the industry and, like, how you, you like interacted with it, like, it was so different back then. Uh, like, the dependency, because, like, we didn't have uh, the internet, like, now, like, the fact that you can just go to, the shonen jump website and you can read chapters for free and like dude it was so different I- i'm very glad that um, we still had the whole like the print magazine thing going on like dude like uh, the i remember being in like grade school and like oh yeah you can get a weekly shonen jump from the scholastic book fair and i'm like yes please Oh is like my favorite thing ever and it's like yeah it's right here
2: it's educational. It's it can't not be if it's at the Scholastic Book Fair. Exactly.
1: You you know how how I roll.
2: Yeah, you're like I picked up the uh, Yu Gi Oh manga, Seven Eyes spy books, and uh, Captain <laughs> Underpants, and a telescope, and a kale- yeah, and a kaleidoscope. <laughs> so this is all educational. God.
1: Oh man, uh, that yeah, I'm, I'm, I I cosign. Very wonderful backstory. So. Uh, Okay, I guess moving things a little forward, how'd you get into Demon Slayer? Uh, so, I- I've been doing a podcast
2: with my buddy Nick uh, for, we just celebrated 10 years now, Weekly Manga Recap. Congratulations. And thank you. Uh, I shouldn't have said it as though I was like waiting for like, <laughs> the gratitude <laughs> or something like that. I just wanted to give the context that we've been doing the show for a while. Uh, and we were doing it back when uh, Jump was a digital magazine And series would get introduced to it and get like three chapters published, what they would call jump starts, and Mm. then they would sort of decide whether or not they were going to continue uh, publishing it. And often we would also decide on our end if we were going to continue recapping it, because there were a couple series where we were just like, hey, we're not feeling this, we're going to stop it. And Demon Slayer was one of those series where we just weren't feeling it. Uh, I can't remember if they picked it up specifically or if they picked it up just for volume's sake and then eventually like, got it to weekly translations. Um, my timeline's a little fuzzy on that, but mm-hmm. I didn't follow Demon Slayer at all through essentially its entire run. I heard a lot of good things on it, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm glad that it's you know successful for everybody and everybody seems to enjoy it, but I don't read it or anything like that um and then just so
1: you're admitting you were on the wrong side of history it's okay yeah oh
2: it happens all the time trust me (laughs) you listen to weekly manga recap you'll usually get like a a scalding bad take from from me every single week i also was like sakamoto days this is awful no one will read this garbage now i'm like oh i can't wait for it every week um (laughs) but within this past year uh or i should even say within the past like four months i've decided to start kind of picking up some of the the uh, blind spots I have, especially in like recent jump history. So I went back and read, read through High Oh and I was yes. Like, oh, I love this. I, I loved it to the point I had read, which was basically like the Tokyo training arc. And I was like, I'm gonna go back and read it. And I was like, I just dis- I destroyed it. I, it's like the first time I've ever read enough chapters that showed a jump vault was like no more today. <laughs> Good. Good friend, you're done.
1: <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. That's like. I I have so many feelings over haiku. I'm actually a, a, a co-host for the haiku podcast. And uh, oh, I, when, so the, when the series ended, I had to like, I was like, this is too much. I have to like write a blog post or something. And I, I did that too. If, if you're at all interested, I'll link that to you later. But like,
2: I, absolutely. I, that, that It was such a great series. And I, I said after that, I was like, you know what? I want to keep doing it. So I have like a list of series I, I wanted to catch up on. And like the first choice I made was like, do I want to read Demon Slayer or... Or, and I've been saying it for years now, I was like, or do I reread One Piece from the time skip forward? And I thankfully picked Demon Slayer. I'm, <laughs> still, <thing> <laughs> I'm still reading the one, I, I started to reread a One Piece, and 40 chapters later, I'm like, I am still in freaking Fishman Island,
1: this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh god, Fishman Island is actually, like, absurdly long when you go back to it. Um, You're like, this was a really long time, and I don't remember a lot of these details. <laughs> There's so much Sanji nosebleeds.
2: <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, but yeah, I, I just picked up Demon Slayer, uh, decided to like make a commitment. I was like, I'll read 20 chapters a day. And for the most part, kept up with that. Although I will admit that, um, and I, I, I'll apologize now. I'm terrible with character names. And a lot of times you might just hear me refer to them by what they did. So uh, the brother-sister demons, when that fight happened, I was like, I, all right, I'm over 20 chapters for the night, but I'm just going to keep reading to finish this because I was like, I'm hooked. I need to find out how this ends, you know? So uh, it, it was a super really good, enjoyable read.
1: Good. And don't worry about names. I know many people just have trouble with, like, uh, foreign names in general. I, we don't really care about that. Uh, if anything, I'm here as the, the, the holder of useless knowledge who can <laughs> steer you in the right direction if you need someone's name. I-
2: I will absolutely need it because I, I'll <laughs> basically like uh, to a certain point. I'm just like you know, uh, stone guy and uh, Joe Me insect yeah. insect girl, but not insect girl. The other one, the but tiny she doesn't one? use insects. No, like I was like she wears the butterfly in her hair, but she's not the insect uh, hashira that lady or whatever. This one, Darren? Now I, uh, isn't it like canal or something like yeah, that? Yeah, canal. Yeah, like that's just the thing where my mind goes where I'm like, I don't remember your name, but I'll remember details about your face or something. Call
1: her the one with the Byakuga.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I should say. Better Neji.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, she survived. Good for her. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, actually any experience with the anime? Because I know that was a, a big reason for a lot of people getting into the series
2: no i really don't watch anime and it's not like an elitist thing like i read the manga i'm better than this it's just i'm too add like if i'm watching something i need to be on my phone or doing something else at the same time and i don't know japanese enough to be able to follow along what's going on without constantly reading it so it just never happens uh i almost saw uh mugen train while it was in theaters but I decided to wait until I was fully vaccinated. And by the time that happened, it was it was out of theaters completely.
1: Oh, uh, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I'm sure I'll it'll be, I'll yeah, it will be. again I think point. later this month, maybe by the time this episode is out, uh, it'll be available to rent. Uh, I know that it was Ooh. like given like a June slate, I guess. For it's like ten days from now. Yeah, it'll. Uh, yeah, you'll have time. Don't worry about it. Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Anyway. Uh, do you have a favorite Hashira and Kazuki? Uh, favorite Hashira? I liked a lot of them so much. Um, I, I
2: think I'm going to go with um, uh, Hamejima, I believe, the stone guy. Himejima? Re- yeah, I really liked him. I don't know. I... I I have a penchant for like strong, like muscular characters who mm-hmm. normally in most series are uh, garbage and lame. <laughs> but he actually worked a lot in this series, so yeah, I, I-, I liked him a lot. He's um, he super cool. And then for the demons, I I, I re- like I hate him, but I really did like the fight with Doma a lot, and just like I respect it. What
1: a, what 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 a what a cock like he's <laughs> such a oh uh, he's he's such a fucking uh oh, <laughs> sniveling little he doesn't even snivel because he's so cocky he's oh god
2: like it's, i've heard the argument that people were like ah i wasn't really crazy about every demon eventually getting a sad backstory and i'm like well, doma didn't Doma <laughs> was an asshole in life and death he sucked all the way through <laughs> yeah that's like the best part it's like he's just a terrible person yeah like there's there's no moral like Ambiguity in the end, like I don't know how
1: I feel. You know, there's a lot of tragedy here. It's just
2: like, yeah, everyone
1: killed this dude. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm horny and I'm God and I make the rules. That's him. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes, that's Doma, according to him. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, good. I I like uh, Gummy too. Actually, I think he's really underrated. uh Chris, you might not know this, but his voice actor is uh, actually the same as Joseph Joestar and Kakeyora. <gasps> Ooh, I like both of those characters yeah so very very nice taste um,
2: does he at any point say oh my god or holy shit <laughs> I don't think so is that just like a meta thing they can translate between
1: series actually you know what uh, he does say namu Dabutsu, which is like a, like a Buddhist prayer thing uh, I think if, if we can get very very loose with the translation we can translate it as oh my god oh my god oh my god ooh alright I like technically. <laughs> and uh, okay. So does anything in the series stand out to you from a writing perspective?
2: Uh, the biggest thing's the cast. I, I posted that tweet uh, basically said, as soon as I finished it saying, I think Demon Slayer is a series that has best utilized its cast out of any kind of modern shonen that I can think of. Um, now, a lot of that's partially because the series has a significantly shorter running time than most modern shonen as well. Although I guess that kind of depends on what you consider modern, but that's a different topic for a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the notion that every Hashira gets to look cool. They all get their moment. The side cast never becomes more relevant as time goes on, which tends to happen so much in like long running shonen battle series. Uh, you, like You just look at like, Bleach, where you're just like, yeah. By the end of it, who even? I, I don't even remember if Chad was in the final arc of Bleach. I don't know. Like he just, uh, <laughs> he could have been somewhere. Who knows? He didn't do anything.
1: Uh, well, yeah, like, he shows up at the end as a as like a professional boxer, which is like, uh, wasn't your whole thing at the beginning that you didn't like fighting? And now you do it for sport. Okay. Now,
2: now he does it for money. So yeah, it's like okay uh, then.
1: <laughs> Kubo, come
2: on. A loophole Uh but that's the thing. I, I, I just, I love how well. Every member of the cast feels important, and ultimately, like, because the series has this kind of shorter running time, they're able to, like, give their big moments also a sense of closure by ending some of those characters. I mean, like, it's a brutal series, and the fights towards the end pull no punches, and, like, there's several where you're just like, wow, like, three dudes got smoked in that match, and almost
1: all of them were good guys, or something like that. You're just like, this is crazy. Okay, actually since you since you brought this up, like how how do you actually feel because this is a uh, in our in our pod in our little circle here uh all of us really kind of shat on uh Obanai the snake dude cuz his backstory felt so like not out of left field but like oh yeah, I really don't have time to actually explore this, so let's just dump this here.
2: Uh he gets some of the more short stuff cuz he doesn't have quite I'm, I'm trying to remember when his big, like, storyline thing comes in, and it, it might just be against Muzon.
1: Yeah, it was, like, yeah. after the, the upper one fight. Because uh- I was going to say, he doesn't have one of
2: the fights against the upper-ranked demon, unless you count the rank four demon or whatever, which I don't,
1: but... The Cyclops, no. Nah. That's not a yeah. fight. That's not a fight. <laughs> That's playing tag. Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> uh, He was fine. Like, I, I, I think I admired him a bit more from like the training arcs uh scenes that he had with Tanjiro mm-hmm. back when they were like doing like the Hashira preparation arc or I don't know what you'd call it um yeah I, I, he was fine I I would say he's probably I mix him and uh the missed Hashira up a lot
1: oh yeah they have like kind of similar silhouettes uh their whole like yeah demeanor I guess too is not that far off besides one is grumpy the other is like tired
2: yeah, exactly. So I tend to mix them up a little bit, but I also just like that he has like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's a little like cheesy, but he does have a kind of cute romance with uh, with Mitsuri. That I was like, all right, I can dig this. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. Yeah, it was
1: cute, and he has his little uh, s- snake too. Uh, at some point, we started making jokes of like, oh man, the snake is more important. Like, <laughs> it survived. <laughs> it it like didn't it like pass on a message to Tanjiro or did I hallucinate that?
2: I think so, but I might also be mixing it up with the demon cat that shows up at one point who, in my cat mind. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's our nickname for the cat. Because <laughs> we forgot the real name. I was going to say,
2: there was a, pre- a period of time where I was like, F this series. the series sucks. It's stupid. Because it just looked like the cat got murdered. And then yes. when they showed the cat's a demon and it comes back, I was like, this is the best series ever. <laughs>
1: right up to the top, baby. Yeah, it's like, it's new cat killing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, so I guess we now we can segue into the actual topic of discussion. Uh, how do you feel about the execution of the final arc, in, like in general? Like, So what would you consider the final arc? Does that include all
2: the fights inside of the fortress? Yeah, I would include that.
1: I, I would say everything after um, when, uh, like as soon as like Muzan like kills the Oyakata, I forgot his name. The, the master of the mansion. Yeah, Ubuyashiki.
2: Yeah, if if you consider it from there, I thought the final arc was excellent. Like, it was relatively well paced. Um, I thought every fight in it is pretty memorable with the exception of one, which is mostly just because I don't really like Zenitsu at all. (laughs) Um, But every other fight I think was like super memorable and really fun. Uh, We got a ton of great character moments. Just a ton of emotional moments as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I I tried to read uh, the last, like, 20 chapters while I was at work, like, before the store had opened, Mm -hmm. and I had to stop, because I was like, I'm about to lose it right now, (laughs) and I know, (laughs) like, two other sad backstories are coming, so I'm gonna chill out here. Um, And I really actually dug the, uh, the final fight against Muzan. I have... One of my favorite tropes, I think, in anything that has like an action element to it mm-hmm. is when it's not a fight about who can kill who, but it's a fight about trying to beat a time limit or to stall something out. Like a, it's attrition. Like- exactly one of my favorite D D memories is a fight that was essentially like that and i love it anytime it happens because it's it's just such a much more interesting scenario than it's just like i have to power up to beat this person it's like i just have to survive like mm-hmm. we're not there's beating was never coming into the equation here i just need to not die before this happens and it just it leads to such great moments when a character will show up knowing full well they can't stop this guy mm-hmm. but if they just stall him for a couple seconds that's you know vital yeah
1: dude that was so hype and like i think they did a, a really good job of just like making muzan feel like that kind of like final boss material where it's just like yeah this this dude has survived like over a thousand years and it's, he's like untouchable although uh, I, I, it was like so absurd too just like oh yeah he has like like five brains and six hearts and like it's, in order to kill him you would actually have to hit all of them at the same time or some bullshit and it, yeah okay that's it's impossible. It's it's appropriate. It's uh, yeah, like literally only the sun can kill him. Like
2: it's terrifying, and it's a great thing too because it's it's honestly not even that long. Like that actual like showdown fight against Muzon is essentially like twenty chapters or so. Yeah, which again, I've been reading One Piece again for forty chapters and I haven't <laughs> even finished a, like a, a mini arc essentially. Oh, so man. twenty chapters is nothing, but in that time frame. Muzon ghosts are being this, like, terrifying super threat to literally a giant baby at the end. Yes! Because he's, he even he's, turns he's been guy. <laughs> he's, turn, he's become so defeated that he just turns into a giant baby and dies. And I was like, that is a fantastic character, like villain arc where I'm like, this guy's terrifying. And at the end, I'm like, good. You burn, you stupid baby. You burn and die. No one likes
1: you. Here's a crashing train just to put the cherry on top.
2: Yeah, God, oh, I wish someone had thrown like a,
1: a, a steamroller on top of his <laughs> <your> style. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Well, yeah. I think like one of the one of the biggest points of contention as uh, the series was like being serialized was, oh yeah, no, this moves on fight is taking so long, and it's just like I think part of it was uh, a lot of the action was just like him like having like tendrils, and like we would say like oh he's whipping his hair back and forth, but like you know it's just it, that kind of action. Uh, didn't make for I guess uh, some readers as like really exciting so it, the fatigue probably like set in for them like because it was just mostly back-to-back action chapters every week um, yeah
2: but and I can understand that too because I'm in the perspective of I read it all in one go I mean I may not have read the entire arc in one go but essentially over three days I would read like 20 chapters at a time so over three days I'm getting the whole story as opposed to a year and a half like I know just from doing the podcast that there are some times where you're like, I wonder how this reads in a volume format Mm -hmm. as opposed to a week-to-week format where you're desperately craving content. And sometimes you have to kind of read into things and things like that where you're just like, I don't know, this is kind of boring me. You're just like, yeah, but maybe it'll read better when I'm reading 20 chapters at once as opposed to one chapter every week.
1: Yeah, and we definitely did talk about that as well. Um V-Lord and Sakaki, do you guys like have any thoughts like going back to that area when we were actually like recording about the chapters as they were coming out? Was there like something that uh, you feel like definitely holds up better now that it's like in volume chunk format? I think just the
3: overall pacing of the final arc because like you guys said, like I think when you're reading something on a kind of weekly schedule you're fragmenting it out in your mind. Well, when you're just sitting down with like an entire volume of like 10 to 12 chapters, like you're just thinking about that as like one continuous story. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, a lot of the complaints when the final arc was going was like, oh, this is going way too slow. We're <laughs> just seeing Muzan whip whipping Nene every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's definitely a lot more intense in that kind of binging format. And I think that also helps demon slayer have a lot more kind of lasting appeal because at the end of the day people are not going to be like reading this weekly anymore they're going to be like sitting down and like reading it volume
1: by volume or like all at once yeah i mean it's a 20 chapter fight i guess as opposed to like 200 plus chapters fucking great ninja war or or whatever
2: I was gonna say, I think this, I think the fight against muzan might have been shorter than the fight with Gerard in Bleach.
1: Like, <laughs> no one <laughs> oh even knows God. what that guy did. I forgot about that one. Had, that one, that had like three different phases. Yeah, and they sh-
2: didn't—they didn't finish it. It just ended. <laughs> they were just like, oh no, he's done.
1: God, oh, yeah,
2: they never showed like the final blow.
0: Wait, they did.
2: I think they eventually just cut back, and he's been defeated because he had he had overpowered everybody. I mean, I guess we're turning this into a bleach dunk on podcast right now, which is always fine in my book. But um, yeah, I don't I don't remember them ever specifically showing how he was defeated because his whole concept was like, uh, if I get close to death, I get stronger and overcome it. So it was like, all right, well, how, how do you stop that?
1: <laughs> Every time I think about bleach, I just think about. When, uh, you and, uh, Nick were talking about fucking Krabby.
2: Gosh, man. I, it's, that's infuriating to think about. <laughs> Wait, a character was that like can... that was just a brain? <laughs> it was a brain in a jar. <laughs> God damn it. It was a brain in a jar. It was so lame. His, his power's of imagination ability... and he
1: couldn't imagine beating this guy. <laughs> It's, oh so,
2: it's so infuriating to think that's how that fight ended too the power of imagination he's like this dude's too scary i'm a to <laughs> in the jar now i've lost that shit is so funny
0: what? I, most of the back end of bleach is just a blur to me so this is all like almost new <laughs> there's
1: probably a reason for that <laughs> protect yourself
0: <laughs> i guess my power of imagination is also lacking <laughs>
1: It's okay. You're better than Grammy, though.
2: I was going to say, if you had the power of imagination, could you imagine something cooler than
1: throwing big rocks at people? Because that's all (laughs) Grammy does for the most part. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, all right. But we do know uh, someone in the (laughs) the cast had good imagination. Muzan, uh, he's out here freaking. Okay, I really appreciated Muzan as a character um, just because of like as the arc progressed um we had this whole discussion earlier uh like a year ago about how like uh he almost has like a like a kind of like a kira kind of motivation where it's just like hey i'm just living my life you know and then but like these people are dying but that's just a consequence of like them being at the wrong place at the wrong time i'm like essentially like a like a natural disaster, you can't really, you can't blame me for that. And like that kind of like attitude, as it like progressed and like it, it it gradually devolved as he was like realizing, like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm supposed to like get rid of these humans, and like they're actually stalling me. This is getting really annoying. And then, like, the, just like the his uh his sanity is like fraying. And then
0: yeah. we get
1: all the badass shit with uh, Tamayo and her poison and stuff like that. Like, I just, I really, I I dig that whole i guess like the fall of muzan and how uh his character displays it in both like his speech and like uh his demeanor in
0: general i mean he went from i'm built different to maybe i'm built from the same stuff (laughs) and then like tamayo tamayo and uh shinobu are both like actually you're not we're we're actually not built you're not built of shit you're we're just taking you down now, man. We're breaking, we're literally burning down the house. They were the ones that, I mean, Sobote must be destroyed. No, Muzan must be destroyed. Oh God. <laughs> they brought down the house before Fujita could.
1: Man, I really, Shinobu's definitely like top two characters for me in the whole series. Yeah, God,
3: I love Shinobu.
1: Yeah, dude, I feel like all, all of that, like that whole Kizuki gauntlet was like amazing um yeah we were talking about doma earlier but like i i love how a lot of the fights against the kizuki turn into like uh instead of like one-on-ones they kind of like evolve into like team fights it reminds me a lot of like black clover and like parts that i really like about black Clover are um when it's just like like people teaming up against like uh like a boss character and like you get to see stuff like freaking inosuke is like doing backup, because he, he has this absurd, like, sense of touch, and he's just like, oh, yeah, the air is going this way, I'm going to do this or whatever, and then make an opening for Kanao to do her thing, and, like, yeah, it's it's so good. I, I just really like uh the action and, like, how it was... It helps with the... Uh, we also get some really cool character interactions later on. It's... It, I mean, like, the like the, the fight I would think, too, is the
2: Kokushibo fight. Yeah! Where, you're like, this is, like, four people desperately like desperately fighting to try to stop this guy and like the members of that group are like oh the the leader of the Hashira who's like kind of like given like a quiet ambiance that maybe he's the most powerful of them all and then like oh a character with demon powers and and the wind Hashira who's super strong like all these characters are built up and they are literally dying trying to stop this guy but everyone's just putting everyone's putting in just like that little bit of extra effort to try to stop it and it it makes kokoshibo um such a memorable character because like that fight just has that grueling intensity to it and it makes all of them look cool too cuz you're like this dude's crazy powerful and they're standing up against him for this long like everyone comes out of it looking
1: better you know and the the thing is on top of that is just like Oh yeah, and like like this action is impeccable, like just to look at. And then you also have the layers on top of the characterization where it's like, oh, you have like brother relationships and like how yeah. that factored into the fight. Like uh the Shinazugawa siblings, like the Winhashira protecting uh his 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 brother with the gun, uh, the fucking golden Kamui gun. And uh uh I forgot his name. Uh Mistkay Mystic- I- Tokito. To Tokito, yeah. Uh his whole thing, like when they passed away and they had their whole thing with like uh how their backstories like kind of intersected and the whole yeah and even Kokushibo was like oh even as like a demon he was holding on to like the 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 reed flute that his brother made it's just like dude like these people
2: i oh. lost it oh, when they fuck. go through the flashback and it's the whole thing about like my stupid we my my weak little brother he can't leave our mother's side he sees that He's that pathetic and then like towards the end it's just like wait a minute his special eyes he knew about her thing. He you was supporting her she was clinging. I, I, it was like a moment where I saw that I was like fuck you did this to me and I'm just sobbing like it's just like ah, it's gone it's it's done at this point the waterworks have started and I'm, I'm just accepting the reality.
1: It's so good dude. Oh man it just emotionally resonates like on so many levels. Oh man fucking Giyu! Giyu with, like, Tanjo. you have to live! And, like, fucking, he's, like, emotionally breaking down, because, uh, he doesn't want to go through the same thing where, uh, or Sabito died, or whatever, and he's, like, oh, no, is, he has, like, this whole survivor's guilt thing going on, and, like, god damn, and he does, he he is, like, one of the few Hashira that survive, and, like, along with, like, the asshole brother, the wind, the wind dude, which is, like, oh, my god. The choices made were, good
0: oh son of me?
1: yeah Sonami. gilgamesh himself <laughs> <laughs>
0: no
1: yeah i have i have this uh encyclopedic knowledge of voice actors that is pretty useless
0: <laughs> no man it's I just
2: no it's impressing me a lot i mean it makes you just <laughs>
0: that much more powerful like that you we, we can refer to these characters by their voice acting roles and you know oh right you probably know that better than their actual names
1: true
2: Marion's hiding his true blade. All you have to do is just find a way to weaponize it and you'll be unstoppable.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll figure out a way soon. Uh we got time. Say
0: you breathing, it's cool. Go ahead. Say you breathing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's how they that's how they pant an anime, right? <gasps> anyway. Um uh, Sakaki, do you have like any, any more thoughts on like the last arc? Like in retrospective?
0: I mean, we'll probably get into this a little bit more later, but like I thought, the first re-, re I haven't really sat down and reread it since we were doing it weekly. But I I I'm getting close to that point because we've done some recordings and Demon Slayer is just I mean overall it's just this series that when you pick it up you just can't put it down. Even when it was like just reading it for um podcasts, I was like okay, I just need to read enough, you know, to talk about it a little bit more. But then I'd like find myself like pouring through it and unable to stop, but I just haven't gotten to the final art. But from you know everything from our discussions and everything about it, those still really like have a hold in my mind. And because of the I think it's because there's just so much to discuss. Even when we were just doing like what, one or two episodes per um recording. It was just like there's still so many layers to kind of peel through for each one. And mm-hmm. But yeah, the final arc itself, like, I want to sit down with it properly and read it in one go, but I do remember week to week it was still really good. Even, honestly, I didn't really see, like, the whole Muzan whipping a good thing as a problem until, like, right before they defeated him. So then it was kind of like, okay, I'm getting a little bit kind of fatigued with this, but it was never, I never really thought about that was just because the character writing is just that strong. So, it's just, like, I don't... I didn't mind that the final fight wasn't this huge, like, Luzon going using his Bankai or getting some, like, this isn't even my final form thing. I actually... (laughs) I
1: love that shit so much.
0: I do, too. That's one of my
1: favorite tropes. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, I I do, too. Seeing the good guy or the bad guy just push themselves and gain more powers as they fight. Like, I mean, I I like training arcs, like, as much as the next person. But I, I do have a special... Like place in my heart for just two dudes or two characters fighting and then they're in the middle of the fight they just pull I mean ass pulls or whatever fine whatever but Mm -hmm. I do love it when they're just like this secret form that they never talked about before and they just whoop it out and suddenly they're just like yeah I I love that stuff I will say like as we discussed um and Nezuko's roles I wish we could have seen more out of them like
1: I was actually going to ask, uh,
0: how do you think Mezuko's
1: role aged? Because we were complaining about it a lot as it was uh, going on. Just the whole, oh, yeah, like, she could have participated in the fight because I don't know why not. But, yeah, like, she really only shows up at the end. And that whole role was just to, like, bring Tanjiro back. And it was like, I guess, yeah, you know, the whole, what the fuck was the point then of the whole, the horned Oni- form shit and like the fucking I don't know it was I was still pissed
2: I was actually glad she didn't show up because one of my least favorite tropes in in like heroic stories is where distinctly you can't Get the bad guy a certain thing. That's what they need. Oh, true. Like, we just can't give them the red stone, or they become a god. <laughs> or it's like my—it's the thing that annoys me the most about the Defenders TV series. They're just like Iron Fist. Whatever you do, don't punch that giant door with your magic fist. And it's the first thing he does when he's in a situation. There, you're just like—you oh, had one job. So I actually like that. There's a shot of Nezuko rain towards the town, and she stops. I don't know if the implication is supposed to be that she realizes. She'd be endangering everybody by being close to Muzan. Like if he gets her, he essentially can overcome everything. Like that's that's the key to everything for him. Mm-hmm. But I did appreciate her not being there because it was like I don't know how annoyed I would have been if it's just like God damn it! Like come on, <laughs> you had one job. Don't let him get you. Basically,
1: that is you know I never actually thought about that and like just like the the concept of like oh yeah if Nessuko were around uh, Muzan could just like freaking like absorb her like. Like Dio or one of those super vampires where they just touch people and they dry up. Yeah. Uh well, you know, I maybe
2: I'm maybe I'm less salty now. And <laughs> no, I I totally get it because like some people would be like, Oh, it's kind of annoying that she doesn't have any rear role until like the very end. So like I could totally see people being frustrated because in a place where like every other character felt like they got some kind of focus, she's the one who doesn't really get any. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where I was like, I, I think I just like it because it did fall into one of those tropes that I really don't care for.
1: Yeah, I think like the root of that, uh, like uh that, that kind of feeling towards Nezuko's character stems from the fact that like her role in the story is usually either like it veers towards like comic relief or plot device uh where it's just like oh yeah because she's a demon uh she can fight but like half the time it's usually just like uh i don't know how to how to describe it it's like oh yeah she's like backup or whatever but um she doesn't yeah, really
0: the thing where they're when they're really in trouble then she's there and almost like i don't want to say so much a deuce ex machina but like she's like a, she's like goku in a capsule yeah, uh, yeah. She's, like, almost there. I mean, she could heal people with her blood, then she goes, like, mostly demon and all these other things. Like, And it feels just a little bit like, she, as you said, she's like a plot device more than an actual character. Like, she's there to make sure everybody doesn't die and to give Tanjiro a reason to keep going like, when you think about it, I mean, well, to be fair to Tanjiro, I also don't think he would know that there's a world of demons. And even if his sister magically got turned human midway through, I don't think he's the kind of guy that'd be like, well, I got what I want. See ya.
1: <laughs> True. He does have a sense of responsibility.
0: Yeah. He would probably stick around even if Nezuko. I mean, that would be some compelling drama, though. Like, okay, I have to protect my sister in this world of demons. But now she's human. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Yeah,
1: I guess, and then also uh, the fact that, uh, like I said, when it's like the comic relief stuff, most of the time uh, her character is basically like infantilized. Uh, So we don't really get to see Nezuko act like a, I guess, like a person. Even though, yeah, what's the point? She's a demon. She's not a person. That's not the point. The point is that like, uh, even like as like a, like a mute, uh, like there's still ways to like you don't have to. You don't have to speak in order to, like, act like a person. Uh, the whole point of, like, oh, yeah, she retained her humanity, even though she's a demon. Um, but we don't really see much of that, uh, besides just the fact that, like, she's aligned towards good. I feel like that's where the root of a lot of the the frustration with Nezuko's character arc is.
2: I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Besides that, I guess, um, how did you feel about, like, the actual, like, final chapter? Because that, <laughs> that was a surprise for everyone.
2: I liked it as like a resolution. I I think there's I don't know if it's intentional or if it's just me being uh, bad at interpreting things. But I I tended to read it like it wasn't like there was different ways to kind of interpret the ending because in one way you could be like oh it's almost like reincarnation or in other ways. It's a reflection of the characters we know in the generations after them, because so much of the story tends to be like the sins of our generation kind of following us and how happy people tend to be the ones who suffer the most. So there was this notion of like, all right, I'll accept in, you know, the timeline that we read, uh, like five characters survived and most of them are going to die within the next 10 years because of the mark. Like they're just like they're, they're on a ticking clock Mm -hmm. essentially so they probably don't have great lives going forward so it's this chance to see a reflection of them in sort of a descendant way to be like all right maybe it's not them but it's them happy reflected by the, the the notion that their generations don't have to go through that same strife and that same uh pain and that same you know suffering um or you could just read it as they got reincarnated to have wacky adventures or something like that. I mean, I guess both are super valid, So I don't know which one is necessarily it, but I tend to just enjoy that I was like it feels like the characters that we knew in the past would be happy either way, yeah, you know,
1: yeah like uh i'm very I'm very proud of uh our bisexual queen Cano going out of her way to seduce both Commodore siblings in different timelines, yeah,
2: yeah. Now I'm not a fan of the implication that Zenetsu succeeds in getting with uh, Nezuko. I don't like that. He doesn't deserve it. I don't like him. He shouldn't have gotten happiness. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have
3: been best if Zenitsu never had
1: children. I feel like I don't. I don't wish like misfortune on Zenitsu. <laughs> I feel like for like the longer the series went on, it was easier, a little easier for me to forgive his character because. Uh, I think they're all. They were all like fourteen or whatever. And like, Zenitsu is like a very weird mix of like, like freaking like Sanji and Usopp. And I, th- yeah. I think the Usopp's part, Usopp parts of him, like very, very much endeared me to him. Um, I know you said you didn't really care for the like his final fight, but um, I did think that that was like a like a good moment for him, just being like breaking out of that whole uh like comedic aspect and like. Being like an like a actual, like having a serious fight to the point where he doesn't have to rely on the fact that he, uh, his whole like subconscious, like freaking Cavendish type fighting style.
0: Cavendish? God. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, you're not wrong, though. You're never wrong. I, I just never heard it described that way. <laughs> Even though it makes, it totally makes sense. The
1: entire man Shonen Jump is a flat circle.
0: The true. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, since we're on the subject of to I actually... I mean, I'm not going to say he's my favorite character by any means, but I don't know. Maybe he just never really bothered me that much. Like, I guess just because the first moment where he showed something other than cowardice, like, was a really important moment in the series. And that was when, you know protecting nezuko yeah when inosuke wanted to in the box because he could smell there was a demon in there or whatever and like Zenitsu's like i don't know what's in this box but tanjiro like really treasures it so that's enough reason for me to protect it and maybe and i i get it that doesn't probably excuse like most of him for the rest of the series and i totally understand anybody who's just like he's the worst and that's fine. I, I'm definitely not trying to write yeah. an argument as to why he's good, but I don't know that. That was enough for me to be like, uh, he's okay, not the greatest, but he's okay.
1: I think we can all agree he's better than Mineta. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
2: You have to understand too. I will I'll find a, a character to poop on in pretty much every series. True, so true. In the in the sliding scale, he's <laughs> uh, a significantly better character as the worst character in this series in comparison to other worst characters in the series. I, mean, that's I
1: see. Fair. So he he he. Uh, what's how do you say this? He he raised the common denominator.
0: Yeah, exactly. There we
1: go. There we go. I I can respect that.
0: No, yeah, I I can one hundred percent respect that too. Like.
3: Also to be fair, you have to be really bad to be
1: worse than Minetta. Minetta's True. like bottom of the barrel. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: That's like you you have to be a Gant Gantz character to be worse than Minetta. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, <damn. laughs> now that series was dog shit. Can I get an email?
2: <laughs> I like the old man. <laughs> oh
0: god, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh I will I will admit though that like I, I'm I'm the type that it if i like a if i like a character even a little bit I, i'm okay with them but if i hate them then i would i can't read the series because of them and
1: that is true we did have this we've had this multiple we had multiple conversations about this so chris um, who's an example of that then uh asta from black clover i, I cannot know...
2: stand his ass <clears> throat> okay throat> that's
1: fair i know you and uh and nick had like a really rough time uh, the, like the beginning, It's back and forth. It's really, we never really get
2: away from whether or not we're like, Black Clover is getting better or Black Clover is just straight garbage. I don't
0: know. I want to like it too, because like Marion and Velor both are like, it's really good. and Go Clover, go Clover! <laughs> like Marion's taste is impeccable and Velor barely reads jumps. So like when he's reading a jump series and constantly and likes it, then that's like enough for me to get my attention <laughs> so like i want to read it but then it's like Asa's like a fucking like gatekeeper right there and just like nah nope you have to get past me <laughs> and, and it's just so hard
2: it's just Here's my recommendation uh you don't enjoy asta uh if you just get through like the first 230 chapters <laughs> the supporting cast will be large enough that it's not as big of an issue <laughs>
0: I mean, that's not... I mean, considering I stuck with Gintama for, like, a decade translating it before I realized I don't actually like any... I mean, I shouldn't... That's strong. I don't really have any strong feelings for any of these characters. And I translated it for a decade. So, like, I guess 230 chapters of Black Clover is not a huge obstacle. a a drop in the bucket. Exactly. And I don't have to translate it. Somebody else is doing that part for me. So...
1: uh, well, I guess, okay, you know what, since we're talking about how we feel about cast members, uh, let's just talk about... I was going to say, let's just talk about Inosuke, because, like... <laughs> Please, I want something I've been waiting for. That's that's everyone's, like, breakout character. Like he, He's the him.
0: bender of um, Demon Slayer. <laughs> like, I, I've said this before on other episodes, but yes, it, it's still true.
2: He is. Oh, God. Normally... It is shown in like in a battle series, the character I like the most is always the one who gets the short end of the stick. Like, my favorite character in Fairy Tale is Elfman, my favorite character in Bleats was Chad, my favorite character in Naruto was Shino. My characters, like, favorite characters always just like are lame, they never get to do anything, they never get to look cool. And the notion that my favorite character in this series is one of the starting characters and doesn't get forgotten as the series goes along and gets to look cool in every single thing he's in. I was like this is phenomenal. This
1: this is an unknown feeling to me. I've <laughs> never experienced this before. Good. I'm very happy cuz you know what? Like I feel like oh, man, the way that Anoske is handled like is I just think it's impeccable because Part of his whole appeal is the fact that, oh yeah, he's the wild child. He's like the whole, but he also, his gimmick of like, oh, he's actually a pretty boy under the fucking, the mask is hilarious to me, but he, he's just so out of tune with like society and like what, what the fuck is normal that like, it makes him that much more endearing, especially whenever he does grow to like, you know, care about people. Like dude, that moment in the last arc where he's like crying for Tanjiro, I was like, oh, fuck me shit he cares
2: i love i i have a couple images of him saved on my phone from when i was reading because they just every time would make me laugh and just one of them i don't even remember what the context for it is it's like tanja recovering from a fight and yes. he's just like i'm sorry it's so loud and it just cuts right to inosuke just crashing through a window <laughs> and it's just like i love this guy I don't, this guy's my my this is the energy i want all the time around
1: yes oh man <laughs> when when they're, when they're all like freaking knocked out on the hospital beds and <laughs> he's like he can like barely speak and he's just like I'm sorry for being born or whatever the fuck he said like
3: oh like the depressed Inosuke huts yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> like even when he's sad he's fucking hilarious he's so good I love Inosuke so much I think you should definitely uh, look for like clips of the anime just for like his voice acting cause like it, okay the, the funniest thing is that like uh, Japanese Inosuke is voiced by Kirito, and uh, Soma from Food Wars, which is like, wh- what? Why? <laughs> but he makes it work okay. so well, and like he makes like these very, very like guttural, like unnatural sounds. It, it just it works. It's so it's so funny. Like he hands it up.
2: I, I I know the 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 closest I have to knowledge of the anime is just the TikTok meme that occasionally comes up of uh the him and tanjiro going back and forth he's like all right Tantamo kokopoku he's <laughs> like who are you talking to he's like you <laughs>
1: no you're not let's go Boko kompachiro like <laughs> who the fuck is that
2: i just love it he has so much confidence and so much of it's unearned but he's got it man he's just got it in spades
1: <laughs> yeah dude he just just own it this he he's the kind of guy who would uh pass a job interview just because he's so confident <laughs>
2: I, I I like there was a legit moment of hype when the fight against Domo was going on, and it's just um, uh Flower Girl mm-hmm. fighting against him, and then the ceiling just explodes, and Inosuke comes. It was like a moment to be like in my room, like like eleven thirty night, be like woo, like trying not to wake
1: anybody <laughs> in the house up, but like woo, you go. Like that the meme image of the the guys like sh- shooting out of their chairs, like
2: yeah, that's him. Yeah, oh, so excited. God, yes.
1: Alright,
2: good. Can I also just note I really like Tantro as a main character as well. Yes. Because there's like a problem I feel like that jump has sometimes where like the lead character's personality is just that they're nice. And that's kind of it. So it usually requires it taken to another level. Like if you ever read We Never Learn, the joke is kind of that Uega is so absurdly nice that like You're like, this is ridiculous. Like, you cleaned this person's apartment for them. Like, there's no reason someone should be this nice. It's almost like a fault of yours at this point. And I enjoy that Tanjiro just has this, like, good old boy charm to him that he's just always so happy. Like, it's just like someone could walk up and be like, I burned your house thing. It's just like, well, I'm not happy about that. But you did get over your fear of fire, which is super good for everybody, I think. Like, thumbs up all around. Yeah,
1: that's like a saintly level of, like, this is, like, it's kind of hard to suspend your disbelief for that level of stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I just really appreciate it. I was like, all right, this guy's taken has taken what is normally a pretty forgettable kind of personality trait and turned it into something memorable. Like I'll always be able to like think about that character and like someone's like describe Tadra and be like, oh he's just such a nice kid that's <laughs> like he's too good for the world in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like many
1: times. Oh man. I, I, I really appreciate him because uh his whole thing is like uh like empathy. Uh the whole fact of like, oh, the fact that he can empathize with the demons who like kill and like eat humans or whatever. Like he finds something to like, like it, it, uh, he, in their, like their last moments or whatever, he, he finds a way to like help bring them to peace. Uh, like, yeah, it, it, stuff like that is, is very like, I think understated. Um, and that's something that I feel definitely resonated with a lot of people, uh, when they first saw the anime, because part of what makes, uh, I think, uh, not a gumo mountain, the, the one with the spider family, like really land is the fact that like everyone has like their own circumstances and the whole thing with like, Oh, uh, there's a demon who like wants to recreate the bonds of family and how that specifically intersects with Tanjiro and how he treats his family is, uh, it, it's resonant. Uh, that, yeah, it's good stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tanjiro really does tie everything together well as a main character. And we talked about this before, like, when we were covering the one-shot Kagari gari that Gotage did. But in that and the other prototype for Demon Slayer, Kisatsu no Nagare, the character of Tanjiro just doesn't exist. Uh. Like, he's that uh, edgy swordsman, Kenshi that is just wandering around silently killing demons and replacing that type of character character with someone that has like legitimate empathy not only for like people he knows personally but also strangers i think works really well and fits with the
1: overall kind of themes of demon slayer yeah for sure absolutely also i was right when I was I was right so many times during that last arc, and I made like bullshit YouTuber predictions with the tinfoil hat on. I was so proud of myself for calling that Tanjiro would become a demon. I'm like, yeah, that's some bullshit that they would do. <laughs> yeah, it's the only part about the end that I wasn't super
2: happy on because it's something where you're like, oh, I'm almost at the end. It's like, no, that's like three chapters where Tanjiro is a demon for a little bit. Like, oh god, dang
1: it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, I guess. Uh, changing the gears a bit. Uh, Chris, for Gotoge Sensei's like next work, are there any like. New things that you will want to see them try out, or maybe some like try something different. Uh, and like on the other side of the coin, is there something that you would like to to see more of that was like done in Demon Slayer?
2: Um, it's so hard to say. That's a very good question. Uh, I would be curious. I'm always interested in seeing like genre switches and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I the thing I think I appreciate maybe the most about Demon Slayer beyond the fact that it had a really good cast and used them well. Is that it was short in comparison. Like when I talked about like I had the choice between reading Demon Slayer in its entirety or just reading one piece from the time skip. I was like it wasn't even for the time skip at the time. I think I talked about reading it from Punk Hazard on and I was like, yeah, the Punk Hazard stuff is longer than all the Demon Slayer. Like I really appreciate that Demon Slayer is a series that was done within five years that like in a way you're like yeah you probably and it's the same thing with haikyuu you probably could have created a reason continue the story for another three years or whatever but it didn't do that it ended itself on its own terms and i think that is such a more gratifying way to enjoy series so i i don't think i have like a particular expectation for what i'd want in the next series i hope that it features really fun characters the same way mm-hmm. um i don't know if i have an aesthetic i I'd want or anything like that I, I generally try to like leave that up to the authors because I, I i'm a trash person i'll pick the worst stuff all the time if you let me pick it so <laughs> i'm always i'm always excited to see what they're going to come up with I, but i hope it's just one of those things again where it's like i hope it's a success because knowing the the machine that jump is that's never guaranteed um but i hope that it's a success and i hope it runs a similarly 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 appropriate amount of time i'm sorry my mouth is bad um but just the idea of a series that like runs itself to completion without overstating its welcome at all is is just such a refreshing feeling yeah after and we just talked about like the the monolith that is bleach's final arc and (laughs) dunked on naruto's final arc as well like just a series that ends before you
1: start getting tired of it is such a great feeling it really is uh and Uh, i'm pretty sure like that is I guess, like, the kind of future of Trump, like, that's definitely what they're aiming towards uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, instead of, like, a singular flagship, long-running series of decades length uh, or whatever, it's just, like, they're, like, propping up these other smaller series and making sure that they get their attention and stuff. Like, even Jujutsu Kaisen is like, oh, we're nearing the... Cli- the- I say, we're nearing the Kaisen. No, we're nearing the, <laughs> the climax. <laughs> I don't even know how that would entail. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um no dude i i i think you're you're onto something and they it definitely seems like that is that it's like what's on the the board now as like an option for yeah. a lot of these newer artists which is good for them too because like we've just we've heard so many horror stories of people just like overworking and like just fuck yeah completely messing up their bodies and everything like still like the whole Togashi thing with Yu show is like heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, actually this is kind of non sequitur. How did you feel about the art? Cause I know a lot of people used to call kotogi's art pretty rough, especially towards the beginning.
2: Uh, I could definitely see people calling it rough. I think there's an aesthetic that eventually gets into it. That's, Pretty good. I'm not like we joke about it on our podcast a lot that like a lot of series tend to be Exorcist series recently because mm. they're all chasing after demon slayers kind of fame. Um I think when you get to like a particularly I don't know what age you would want to call it because I'm a dumb person, but the that old Japanese kind of style. Um what was it? Nura Hion? I think it was the rise. Yeah. yeah, like it's that same sort of aesthetic as that, that I'm like, I can dig it to a certain extent, but I will never love it because there's something just aesthetically it doesn't blend completely. But I think for the most part, the series did a really good job at creating good visual designs and creating great environments. It's one part I didn't actually bring up when talking about the the various fights in the final arc, but all of them took place in distinct locations mm-hmm. that made them memorable. Like, I will always attach the fact that the fight against Doma happens in, like, this kind of lagoon with just a bunch of, like, branching little bridges over it. Like, yeah.
1: It's just that's something that adds to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Very unique locations. I Yeah, that is true. Uh, it, it was something that I never really, like, put much mind to, but, like, thinking back on it, it is, like... I think it does help set apart, like, just... Yeah, like, these fights happen at different locations with different people, and, like, the...
2: Mm-hmm. A
1: lot of times, the, the environments did come into play, actually, within the fight itself, because uh, Muichiro was, like, stabbed to the fucking pillar, uh, and, like, the ice was formed from, like, the the pond water uh, water i guess that was like around uh wherever he was fighting uh kanao and inosuke and like yeah yeah pretty cool stuff and the the freaking debris in like during the muzan fight like causing so much like collateral damage is insane fucking
2: yeah dude that's so good i love those little details like i always i'll think back to like when the cp9 fights happened in one piece and i'm like these were, like, six fights that all took place in the same freaking building, but visually I could tell each one of them apart because they all took place in visually in different areas.
1: Uh, alright, cool. I'm glad we talked about the art because that's something I feel like it's, like, always, like, kind of, like, sidelined, I think, in uh, some Demon Slayer discussions because, like, I, I, I feel like so many people uh, bring up, like, oh, yeah, dude, the anime is, like, a perfect thing. It's so beautiful, and you don't have to look at that, like, weird manga art. <laughs> It's just that's a comment I've seen multiple times, which is it kind of puts me off.
2: I try not to ever be super critical on art because one, I can't draw anything. So the fact that anyone can draw to like a level that good on a weekly basis, knowing the time constraints was always something that's going to impress me. I'll generally say something when it's hard to read and things like that, but I generally thought that, like, action in the series was super readable. Yeah. Especially for something that had to involve so much, like, fluid movement and everything like that for all the breathing techniques. So, in that regard, I was always like, you know, I, I think this generally worked. Um, maybe it's rough at certain places or things like that, but that's also, like, kind of a style like i wouldn't want to necessarily read a jujutsu kaisen that wasn't so choppy because that's part of the aesthetic at this point right. or my hair academia that wasn't so spiky and and covered in like extra edge lines and stuff like that like that's just the aesthetic at this point yeah i mean oda could draw a different female face every once in a while but you know
1: <laughs> uh, i don't know about that uh maybe roll the back of it but uh <laughs> <laughs> no i do agree um i i definitely during like uh, like the final arc or like episode or chapter reviews. Uh, I did bring up like composition a lot. And I think that's one of the strongest things that you can have as an artist that's like working comics serialized. Um, is just the fact that there's no real like confusion over what's going on, especially because uh, you do have like a good grasp on like your backgrounds and like where everyone is during fights and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a very, I think, underrated skill. Absolutely. I guess this would be a good time to go into, a I guess, the Twitter questions, uh, unless anyone else has anything they want to say.
0: No. I think that covers most things, for me, anyway.
1: Yeah. Same here. Neat. All right. So, I guess I'll start with Twitter questions, and then we can uh, we can talk about the, the questions Chris got from Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a very funny concept. Uh, okay. So... First up, we have a good friend of the show, Lone Ron Mayaja, who's also been on plenty of episodes before. I'm talking like this because that's how they inflect sometimes on some episodes. I, I am a fan of that. Uh, so, Chris, you've praised Demon Slayer for how well it uses its cast before, but are there any characters you wish could have gotten more time and focus
2: I think the only character I wish could have gotten a little more screen time might have been um, Mitsuri. She's the one who I think I remember the least about. Um, Not like an aggressive, like, oh, I hated her way or anything like that. I just don't really remember. I think her biggest moment ended up happening when they fought the fourth and fifth ranked demons. Mm -hmm. And neither of those fights left nearly as much of an impact on me as the latter three fights did. So she's probably one character I wish could have had a stronger showing during the final arc because she was also just like the snake guy kind of tied up against the 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 plane the game a tag mm-hmm. while all the other fights were happening but she still does have cool moments so yeah even even the character I wish had more screen time still leaves
1: an impression I still do remember her yeah it's kind of unfortunate too because, uh i'm i was the kind of fan who like kept up with all the supplementary info coming on around the same time as well and uh one thing that was like always uh kind of like mentioned offhand was that like she was physically like in the upper bracket of hashira and like we didn't really see much of that besides of just like uh like her stamina i guess uh her whole thing is that she's very limber and, like has really strong muscles for like her muscle density i guess uh for how she looks uh, I would like. I would yeah. have liked to see more of that, like actually, come into play. That could have been something cool to focus on. Um, uh, what chapters do you think would have gotten series of the week? And what characters might you have chosen as MVPs if Demon Slayer had been recapped on the, on WMR?
2: Uh, I feel like a lot of chapters during that final, like the Infinity Castle and everything like that, would have definitely gotten it. Like I think pretty much all the chapters with like big conclusions against Doma, against Azaka and against. Uh, first ranked person whose name I remembered earlier. i've forgotten. Yeah. Uh all those characters, like all those fights would have definitely gotten chapters of the week and character I, I think like Azaka's backstory is one of those ones or Akaza. Yeah, is akaza Aka- Akaza. Akaza. Uh Akaza's like a character whose backstory is going to stick with me for a while because I just remember reading it and being like, holy crap, that is a phenomenally well written. You could
1: tell the the, the, the author was just like, no, I gotta, I gotta draw this whole thing out. Yeah, y'all gotta see what the fuck I cooked up. Oh god, yeah, that's like my favorite backstory out of any of the Kizuki. That was clearly like the one Kizuki Gotogi cared about the most.
2: <laughs> but I, I think all those like areas would have definitely earned it, and I'm sure I would have found reasons to give it to Inosuke in pretty much every Good. scene. He looks cool in. Cause I'm just a favoritism person like that. I
1: bet you would have given one to Kakion when he survived.
2: Oh, the cat! I for a moment I was like, "Wait, is there an alternate reality version of Part Three where Kakion survives?" That's the cat. <laughs> <gasps> he lives on in the cat. Yeah, every, it's the fate of every character for Part Three to live on in an animal for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's
1: why he's with Tommy. He's still a mill hunter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, next question. From Zagil at ZagalZig. That's a good handle. (laughs) Did you like the demon backstories and where they show up in the fights? I've heard people who like them for tying into Tanjiro's character while keeping demons demonic. And others who find them, quote unquote, too little too late. Simple Sympathy milking that should have been woven in better.
2: Yeah, I I generally like the backstories. I tend to... The series has such a great final conclusion that that's what I think of when I think of it, for the most part. Like, if you ask me, I'm like, I guess the twins ha-, or not. Yeah, they were twins, the brother and sister. No, they weren't twins. They were just brother and sister. Uh, the ones they fight in the red light district. Yeah, that was um, a dope ass fight. They have a pretty great backstory as well. And that's a great fight as well. That's another one that was excellent. Also, uh, tangent off this real quick. Um, Usui is, I think, the, the sound hashish yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read the whole series, and it wasn't until the end that I realized he continued showing up in the series, like to help train them. <laughs> I just thought there was a character Holy I forgot shit. about who had like a, a, an eye patch or whatever. I was just like, I don't remember this character, and I feel too embarrassed to ask, so I'm just gonna roll with it. And at the end, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I bet that was the sound to hashira. Yeah, it
1: wasn't. A- Holy shit, dude. Um, that was that's funny. But I
2: mean, like, the fourth and fifth. Uh, demons, I don't even remember if they really had too much of a backstory to them or anything. Like, I mean, I know they had some, but like nothing that was super intricate or like, oh, I can't wait for us. I understand that it it, it is ties to a lot of the themes and the character of, of Tanjiro to give a lot of these demons some level of sympathetic backstory, but i pre- also appreciate there's varying degrees. Like, we mentioned, like, uh, Akaza and first rank demon, like, they have sad backstories. Who kind of change a little bit of the way you see them mm-hmm. but but doma is just an asshole like you don't come away from the backstory being like oh poor old doma what a tragedy there you're like no fuck that guy like from the beginning to the end he just sucked i don't like i, I appreciate that some of the backstories give them extra context in some ways they humanize them without necessarily making them sympathetic but i i, I think they were generally well done uh, it, it is a trope that tends to get used in manga too much of like, I've defeated this character, now I'll give you their backstory. But when the execution is done well, which is something Demon Slayer tends to l- always land, then it's, it's something I don't have a
1: problem with. Uh, sidebar, I just, I don't know what sparked this connection in my head. Uh, Doma is Mel Gibson. Wait, what? Don't worry
0: about it. Uh <laughs> sort of get it, but I would I love elaboration. I don't get it. <laughs>
1: Don't worry about it. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I I agree with what you had to say. Um, I think for sure... Uh, I know, like, the... Was it, like, the fifth and sixth one? The, the ones that they fight during the, the swordsmith, swordsmith village arc where uh, they weren't, like, redeemable or whatever. Most of them were just like, oh, yeah, like, I was kind of a shitty person and, like, I'm a shitty demon, too, so...
3: Mm, Yeah, like Hatango, I think, like, his whole thing was, like, he was, like, a, like, a thief or something when he was human, and, like, he was always, like, chastised for it.
1: people say I'm a fucking asshole who steals, I'm gonna keep stealing.
3: Yeah, it was, like, it was kind of just, like, he was a very pathetic person, but, like, it wasn't like, oh, he was actually a good person, like, turned bad for being a demon.
1: I'm gonna be mad because you fucking called me out, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> anyway uh next question from glowplasma 231 at glowplasma 231 at what chapter mark did chris start to like it and a lot and at what parts did he find slow and not that great uh
2: in terms of what parts did i find slow and not great can i just note that this series has one of the weirdest starts of any series i've ever it's like a full volume of this kid not being important not having any cool skills and nothing happening it's it is one of the strangest openings to a series i've ever read be like usually like because the pressure is always on you and jump like within the first like couple chapters like all right this is what makes my character super cool here's a bad guy for them to fight like all that and like i think it's like seven straight chapters of tanjiro just walking around the woods and eventually slowly tree before he's like oh i can cut this rock or whatever and you're like holy crap like this is mind-blowing to me that it, we we are almost at the end of the volume and we're just now getting to the part this kid's starting to do stuff but chris
1: the the temple demon turned into a geo dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> which hey is pretty sweet but
1: <laughs> i get what you mean that was like it, it is a very like weird awkward start
2: it's it's unique though like i'll never forget it like it's one of those series i'll be like yeah it's just like a, a weird slow start where tanjiro doesn't have any skills and he just trains for a while it's it's mind-boggling it would have been a time skip in like any other series like oh we'll just like i think to my hero when like Chapter two is Deku just training for a whole chapter to get strong. Mm-hmm. And you're like, by the end of it, like, all right, we, we're, we're done with that stuff. It's time to eat the hair. And, and demon, yeah. And the Demon Slayer was like, nah, man, we're going to... It's like, so we got five chapters of this we got to get through. Um, The other parts I found slow, I I started reading and kind of fell off Uh, around the time. Ironically, around the time Inosuke showed up. Just because oh. I found that arc a little tough to read um, and like follow everything. But I generally was you know going along with it uh when they get to that red light district Dark was like like that was the fight that was the first time i i got to that point where i was like i finished my 20 chapters for the day but i really want to see how this fight ends so i just kept reading like that was where i was like all right the series has me hooked i need to find out how this fight ends and that's another one of those fights where like you feel like by the end you're like holy crap all these characters had to work their ass off to just survive in this fight. And they all came out looking cool at the end of it.
1: Yeah, I know that's V'Eler's favorite arc, actually. Entertainment District? Wasn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, what? I was
1: sure Why I did you say right. that like it
3: wasn't? <laughs> Are you no, calling me a liar? Every arc of Demon
1: Slayer. Demon Slayer is just a bad manga. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Like Chrome would say, yeah.
0: See, he was just hiding he had to host this whole time, so he was just choking it down. Now he doesn't have to anymore. We're seeing the real V Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: god. Yeah, I made this entire podcast just get interviewed by the New York Times and then sabotage
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, this is a uh, That sounds V-Lord's like in- some 4D chess right there, so
1: This is V Lord's in D Dark in his life <laughs> anyway. Uh cool. Next question is from BoJack Ninety at Bojack Ninety. Uh, two questions. One, Inosuke, why is he the best character? And at what point did you realize this? Just kidding. (laughs) He was the
2: best character from the moment he showed up. But it took a while before I... Because again, I attach my... Like, I see a character I like, and then they end up stinking. Like, so I was like, oh, I like this character. He's he's tough, he's strong, he fights by just swinging around, he uses beast slaying. Like, that's pretty cool, beast breathing. I was like, this character's awesome. And it was like, I think it was honestly in the Mugen Train arc, where he helps defeat the demon at the end, where I was like, oh, he can actually be an important character in this series? He's not gonna get pushed aside and just, like, forgotten about like every other character I have aff- like affection for? Like, oh no, your one arc of interest is over with. We're done with you now. Like, the the Toy Story meme of, like, I'm done playing with you now. And it's just uh, a shot of Chad being dropped to the
1: ground. Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, just like Doma was with his mom. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh question two nezuko's development quote-unquote in the last arc versus her development in the rest of the series how do you feel about it we did touch on this a bit uh i guess if you want to sum it sum up your feelings on that
2: yeah i mean i wasn't the biggest fan of nezuko like she wasn't my favorite character or anything like that so i I imagine if i had more affection to her i'd probably have different feelings but i think for the most part she's memorable but she does end up being more of like an object at times than a fully realized character.
1: Yep. But but uh, but Chris uh she she cute. She protect. She does all those she does those things. <laughs> all right. Uh last question from uh responding to the Twitter account from Zaggle at Zagel's Zag- Oh, another one from Mr. Zaggle What are your overall thoughts on as a- oh, same question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, considering how much your character grew and shrank as a proper character versus an object to protect or acquire, that would be really funny. here
2: is if we had a completely different answer for this one, be like, I think it was garbage. The whole way they handled her is ridiculous. She was she was great at the beginning, and then once she started talking, it was awful.
1: True, I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I think it was just the ball was really dropped after, like, she she quote unquote like started talking, like. I feel like that that could have that could have led to so much more, but that was immediately right when Oh, Muzan discovered it's fuck the blue flower shit. Uh, it's time to go absorb this crazy little mutated demon who uh, can conquer the sun and like I guess whatever. Screw this.
2: Whatever. I wanted to see the flower word like, like, like what, happens, what the fuck happened to the again? flower?
1: Like <laughs> scrap plot point number eighty-seven. that I wish I could have seen. That's when Gotogi turned into a Rocky. <laughs> uh, and then we can move on to questions that were sent to the WMR Discord.
2: Yeah, I got a. I, I sent uh, the link in our Discord uh, to your tweet asking for questions, and then I just had a couple people just respond in the Discord with their questions. I was like, that isn't exactly what I was going for, but all right, I'll pass them
1: along. That was funny. Uh, first question is from Lazarus. Uh, she asks. Here's a question for Chris on a scale of one to 10 with one being amazing and 10 being unbelievably amazing. How great is Inosuke? He's,
2: he's like a 12. I love, I love that character so much. I legitimately, I think the only thing that annoyed me is in the last chapter. I didn't even, I was like, did they just forget about Inosuke? And I realized that it was the scientist they were talking about. I was like, Oh, without the boarhead, I really don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I really need that boarhead. And for you to be shirtless, which isn't as much of a threat as I kind of made it sound like
1: there. But, I, I you know, I love that character. Mm-hmm. That's how
2: I recognize him. They need two chipped swords,
1: uh, shirtless, and a boar mask. For some reason, like, I remember Inosuke without the mask as, like, the one who looks most like a Rumiko Takahashi character, for some reason. Mm. I guess sorta.
0: Yeah, I can see it. Okay.
1: That's just That's just the vibe I get from the design, you know?
3: I guess less the face, more the hair.
1: Yeah, that's the hair, for sure. Uh, and our last question comes from Lost Thief. Uh, question. You can replace one of the Hashira characters and all the time spent on them in the story with an on-screen character with Nezuko. Uh, which one do you choose? Wait, with an on-screen character?
3: I think it's like you're replacing, ne- you're replacing one of the Hashira with Nezuko. And they would have all yeah. the screen time.
1: Oh okay okay. I mean, well, Chris, you want to answer that first?
2: Uh, I, I someone in our Discord actually said this, and I I kind of liked it. The idea of replacing Tomioka with Nezuka, and then you have that fight against uh Akaza Ooh. with the two of them, and I was like, that'd be a pretty cool fight between the two of them. Um, so I'll go with that one. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just steal uh someone else's answer and, t- and make it my own. No one will ever know because you'll cut that part out. And it'll make it sound like I came up with a great answer on my own.
1: You got it dude. You hear that, V Lord? <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: totally do that. Um Could you also ha- add the sound of like quiet cheering and applause every time I talk in the background? As though <laughs> there's like an audience around me at all times. <laughs> oh
1: my god. <laughs> well when we upload when we upload the the YouTube version, we're we're gonna put uh champs in the fucking <laughs>
3: <laughs> every time chris isn't speaking someone has to say where's
1: chris <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
2: i'd like reverb to my voice so it sounds as though the voice of god is talking to all of you
1: <laughs> that's how we know it's the the truth the right opinion yeah uh this, this is an interesting question i feel like not to like i don't i don't know not to like diss the series or anything i feel like replacing like uh most of the Hashira with Nezuko would probably, I, I would probably not endear me more to Nezuko than I already, like, to the point that I already am. Um, mm. It really it really depends on, like, what Nezuko actually does, because I feel like half the time, like, her involvement in fights are just like, oh, really cool action scene, or, like, this, like, cool, yeah, showing the strength of her with Tanjiro and stuff, which is like, we've got enough of that. Uh, unless, like, she starts, like, shit-talking or, like, doing something, like, I don't know. It's different that like she hadn't really done before. I don't see the merit in that. Um, I feel like I feel like what we got for most of the Hashiro were were good enough. Uh, like Chris was saying earlier, that um, to some extent, like most of them got what they needed to become memorable, memorable characters in their own right. Um, so I, I kind of wouldn't like want to take away their uh, their screen time. That's me personally.
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel the only thing that would really endear me more to Nezuko is if we got a moment where Nezuko is the highlighted focus. Mm-hmm. I think putting her in another supporting role doesn't really do much.
1: Yeah. If, like, Nezuko is, like, like she's, like, the one making, like, a decision on something, and, like, that is what brings, like, lasting impact on the story in some way, like, that's what I would have wanted in the first place. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think that's all the questions. Let me just refresh. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, I guess it's time to round it out. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. Uh, this was a blast to record. Uh, if you want, you thank can, you. Yeah, no. That, I like I I saw I think it, it was literally the tweet where it was you were talking about like how the series is using its cast or whatever. I'm like, oh yes, good. Uh, like. <laughs> uh content activated like i could
3: <laughs> i could slide into
1: the dms finally into like collab or something but uh yeah, i
3: think the moment you finish reading the manga and tweeted about it uh lum ramayasha added us in like our personal discord chat i was like oh hey you should get chris on for the podcast and then
1: marion activated hosting takeover powers uh podcast breathing activate uh <laughs> but yeah no like it, it was it was such a joy to talk about because like we all we were all like such ardent fans of the series and then uh we we know of you and like uh, uh i don't i think Sakaki's is the only one who doesn't really listen to podcasts like that but uh we, we also listen to wmr we're really happy uh th- that you enjoyed it and like we could actually like talk about it like this was a very very good conversation especially because Fuck you, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a wonderful fucking... Screw this shit. It's Saturday night, folks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, we had a great conversation. And, like, yeah, just thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Please, plug in your stuff so everyone else can, like... See your content and appreciate you.
2: Uh, well, if you didn't get tired of all the bad opinions I had on this podcast, you could listen to all the bad opinions I have on my regular podcast, which is Weekly Manga Recap. You could find it on iTunes, on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Podbean. Uh, and it's basically me and my good buddy Nick, where we'll recap the various manga through the week One Piece, My Hero, um, all sorts of series, Mashal, Dr. Stone. Uh, all the classics, and uh, we usually tangent off into a lot of dumb things, uh, wrestling jokes, and all sorts of uh, stupid nonsense, but we've been doing it for a while, and we have fun. Uh, so go check that out, and if you want to support it, you can always do it at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash recap. Awesome. And I want to thank you guys so much for having me, because this was a lot of fun, and... It was very nice to read a great manga and then have the opportunity to talk about it with people and kind of uh, share and, 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 you know, get to revel in that aspect of nerd culture that's so fun when you get to engage with that, you know, topic with people who enjoy it. And I was worried that I had missed the boat, so to speak, on talking about Demon Slayer with people because I read it kind of after the manga had ended.
1: Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, especially because, uh, how do I say this? Like... Uh, it was like perfect timing for us as well just because like I said like we recorded a retrospective for manga Mavericks but that was like on their podcast uh we uh, I, if it was the time was also right uh because uh you know it, it's been enough time for like the dust to settle and like the fact that you actually did go through the whole series just you know reading it on your own time not as it was being serialized it makes for uh, a different set of eyes you know to see how did this really go down like it was like I said, it was a very fruitful conversation. So, uh, no, yeah. yeah,
2: it was a refreshing, uh, different perspective to have in comparison to how I normally consume most shonen jump manga, which is week to week. With you know a two hour podcast, to have to like <laughs> analyze it all on and come up with jokes. Now, if people have a high Q podcast that I could get on, so I can get my thoughts out on that as well, that'd be great. Okay, yeah, no, I, I'll
1: hit you up whenever <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we record next. We're on like hiatus, I think, until the anime gets back. But uh, we did t- we do talk about the manga as well. Uh, Hot dog, <laughs> emergency podcast time. Anyway, I I, I do hope this means uh, I've cemented. Uh, a spot to talk about World Trigger on WMR. Anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're more than welcome to whenever you want. Like, Look, the audience, our audience desperately craves more people giving analysis of a chapter that's 16 other characters giving analysis on 13 other characters taking a a, a quiz or whatever. Uh, I'll do
1: that gladly, and I'll name them all by name and face. (laughs) I'll be there to correct your mispronunciations.
2: Oh, man. There's so many. I, like... And it's a series, too, where I, I I don't even know how to, like, like. normally I'd be like, oh, it's, like, a hat guy or the dude with, like, the big sword. This one, I'm just like, I don't know, spiky hair, pretty boy, but not the other spiky hair, pretty boy in that group. <laughs> I think he's in the, I think you were, like we did a, a tier list at one point of characters. At one point, I was like, I don't know who Kakizaki Squad is. And one of our fans <laughs> was like, you gave you gave them character of the week once. I was like, at some point, I knew who they were, and it's gone
1: now, all right? Oh, shit. This shit happens, you know. It's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> There's 300 characters in this series. I can't remember them all. Kakizaki was pretty based, though. He was the one who shot uh, with the assault rifle to to Yuma, but then Yuma, like, yeah. patched it up with Scorpion, and he went away and Good rank war. Anyway. Uh, great, great fight. <laughs> um Sakaki, why don't you plug in your stuff?
0: Sure. You can find me at WSS Talkback on Twitter. Uh, where it's the weekly shogaku edition where we talk about Shonen Sunday and all the wonderful things in it. Um, well, it's a Shogaku-Con based Twitter, so we're trying to do all the shogaku magazines, but I'm really, I'm slowly beginning to realize that's the fever dream of a madman. So <laughs> I'm, I'm focused mostly on weekly Shonen Sunday, which is the magazine where Detective Conan and whatever Miko Takahashi is doing is in. But now we can actually add Free Ren to the ranks of shaggy, like, pillars and of course um there's the uh wsstalkback.blogspot.com where reviews um reviews translations of interviews and other stuff goes there and of course you can see a lot of Marions right in there for reviews the most recent review though is from our good friend Cheka who who reviewed the darren shan darren shan omnibuses from yen press um and hopefully I'm have I never have another thing to translate. So if you're interested in knowing how the back, how the edit, how the editorial Shonen Sunday works, then hopefully that'll interest you.
1: Yeah, with one of those godly editors, like that he did. What did he
0: do again? Did he do he free run and Comey? Based, based. on oh, The other one did. It's two. It's two editors. It's one. The free run Comey editor and one did, and I think it's yofu i mean call of the night and um michael i don't remember the other series but yeah
1: but um, michael son or or whatever
0: yeah yeah i i don't know if that's the other series they did but i'm pretty sure i know call of the night was one so definitely i'm gonna try to get around translating that um then you can also find me well podcasting with these fellows um which still They'll probably get more into that. But, um, besides that, for me personally, uh, I'm also on a Dragon Ball podcast with my good buddy Colton at another DB pod on Twitter. Where if it's Dragon Ball and it's animated and not some really obscure McDonald's commercial with Goku, like pops in <laughs> and it's like, wash your hands before you eat your meals, kids, <laughs> then we'll probably talk about it. And that that's a lot of fun. And I write for Tsunami Faithful, and I guess I have a personal Twitter, which is like leaking followers every day now. But if you do want to see that, um, go to at Kirobon K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. Nothing there, really. I mean... Yellow Bomber himself? Yes, indeed. He's God. Even though I'm not even using him as my avatar, which is probably why I'm losing followers, because I've... I've literally left God's light. <laughs> they followed
1: you just for the, for the Bomberman profile thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, those are the places you can find me.
1: Nice. Uh Lord. where can people find you?
3: Uh yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ, and then I write uh manga and light novel reviews for oldashcomic.com as well as occasional editorials for Tsunami Faithful at tsunamifaithful.com and then I do a number of podcasts besides this one uh, I occasionally pop up on the Tsunami Faithful podcast which you can find on Twitter at tsunami podcast and then with Marion and Sakaki we do saturday night shoggy on twitter at sat night shoggy and Oversoul shaman king podcast at shaman king pod and then i have a general anime and manga podcast called the dumb weebs podcast which is on twitter at dumb weebs pod and yeah that's kind of everything
1: yeah Vlord is the biggest cog in the industrial machine known as any twitter or manga twitter excuse me (laughs) misspoke there (laughs) It's almost uh, it's almost midnight. Forgive me. Uh, (laughs) um, You can find me at microwavy that used before the v on Twitter. Um, I have a card in my about or some it's linked somewhere there that has all my other projects. Um, Like uh, Sakaki said earlier, uh, I do write for for WSS Talkback. (laughs) Are you being abducted by aliens? (laughs) (laughs) I might be. Uh, damn. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. I write for uh, WSS Talkback. Uh, I'm currently working on, uh, gotta, gotta write reviews for Call of the Night Volume 2, uh, Comey Can't Communicate, I think 12 and 13 I gotta put out, uh, and- They're so good. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Look, she, she's, she's, making friends. Let's go. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, probably something else I definitely forgot. Uh, do Yakuza lover oh yes
0: <laughs> don't do anything V-Lord says until V-Lord reviews something for the blog that's the rule
1: I'm working on it I swear <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: what else what else what else oh yeah I write for my personal blog that's heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com
0: uh, I'm
1: gonna write actually uh, about Ask Iwata, the the book that came out uh, like last month that's like semi-biographical I think it's just stories also about uh, Satoru Iwata and like his stuff, uh, his role at Nintendo as like a game designer, and cool stuff, dude. Uh, besides that, I also I wrote a I wrote actually an editorial for TonamiFaithful.com. It was a, a memorial piece on Kentaro Miura and Berserk. Uh, that like that was probably like the proudest thing I'm. I mean the the one piece of writing that I'm like most proud of so far. Uh, I put a lot into that uh please check that out if you're a fan of the series or just want to know more about its impact on uh i guess pop culture in general um and as for other podcasts i do host saturday night shaggy as uh said and i'm on oversold with these guys uh and i have my own uh my own other podcast, good friends, anime club at good friends cast on Twitter, where it's just me and the other folks getting, get, getting together and having fun, inclusive conversation, shooting the shit about anime, manga games, you name it. Uh, and I have a bunch of other podcasts that are currently on hiatus. Sometimes you'll see me, uh, guesting on, uh, MHA podcast, the my hero academia podcast. Uh, definitely check that out. Cause, uh, my good friend, Kendra runs that and she does an amazing job. And, uh, yeah, Uh, you can find the demon slayer podcast on twitter at uh d slayer podcast right feeler correct good i didn't forget that uh (laughs) and uh the podcast itself is hosted on anchor but you could find it anywhere that uh you can find podcasts uh you can leave us a review on itunes or google play you know uh Maybe maybe this was your favorite episode. Maybe you you listen to us for the first time because you really like Chris and WMR. We do too. Uh, Leave us a review, please. Absolutely, that's the most
2: important thing. Like it, it it really, like to to pull back the curtain. But like leaving reviews on iTunes, that's like if you want to support a podcast. It's like the best way. And it's free. Takes like no time. It's to do the it.
1: only way we're gonna beat the woodworkers.
2: Yeah, exactly. And
3: there was that one be- week that we beat the official Sean Jump podcast in the podcast True. rankings. VLOR, did you post <laughs> oh, that on those Twitter?
1: Nerd's good job. Well next time that happens, we'll post a, we'll post a, a screen cap and thank all of you because you know we wouldn't be here without you guys listening. Thank you so much. Um Alright, I think that's everything. Uh and now, because very end of the episode i have to come up with something very stupid and very funny please give me give me a flash of inspiration i'm not gonna make fart sound effects if you like <laughs> <laughs> um okay i would say fart breathing but that's a uh, that goes into like sex joke territory and i'm not comfortable with that uh oh know i mean
0: you could you could write it off as a Boba Bo thing that's something I told totally <laughs>
1: would <True>. do. <laughs> I also wrote a, a Bobo Bo Tsunami Faithful article, check that out. <laughs> oh Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>